Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday the 20th of November. Today I'm joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Uh, it has been very dramatic over the weekend, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, but which uh, which subject would you like to talk about from today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, I'm going to do a nice quick fly past through a story so we can go on to <laughs> the, like said, the, uh, the absolute drama that's been kicking off. Um, yeah. So I picked a story out um, today about Halfords. Yeah. Um, I think partly because Halfords has always, for me, been one of those shops I've really enjoyed kind of window shopping in oh it's yeah like, it's not a retail park i see a house like, oh that's great because you can go wander around and yeah they've got such a fantastic range of products i think yeah um from kind of camping and outdoor stuff to, to vehicle stuff uh, and then bikes mm. um obviously being another big part of what they do and they have kind of ridden the coattails of the of a couple of different kind of booms i think in cycling and mm. mm. um, one of which that were, was kind of post 2012 and our olympians doing really well and then um, prolonged actually success through the Tour de France. Mm. I think for, for a few years there, it was a British winner every year of some description, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And, road, and, and obviously road racing, we, we've got some really uh, prominent road racers as well and well, championship mm. medalists and things. So they've ridden that boom. And then there was another kind of boom through the pandemic as people were kind of really keen I think to get to get active and to do something with their lives that wasn't sitting at home, mm. uh, and as a result of kind of both of those, they reached a really good share price in 2021 of, of 434 pence per mm. share. Um, now since then, uh, it's kind of dropped off a bit um, to kind of almost two pounds cheaper, so 234p a share. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, the, a bit of, a bit of a dip, and I think quite a lot of that dip has been to do with. Um, to do with to do with kind of the the, the loss of interest, I think, mm. or loss of comparative loss of interest in cycling. Yeah. Um. So, interestingly, kind of compared to that though, it was reported last week. Obviously, cycling not doing as well that they have been in a race to buy Wiggle, mm. um, who another uh, bike speci- a bike specialist as opposed to health as well as you have a lot of strengths to their bow, mm. um, out of administration, which I thought was quite an interesting story because if your biking section is not doing well, why would you buy another? bike specialist mm. um but the, the story today that halford's <laughs> been involved in uh, is that they've actually rejected uh, a a bid to buy to buy their company um so red northgate who are a van rental and accident repair company um group actually run company uh, offered 1.4 billion to buy halford's and halford's have turned it down mm. um now i think that's interesting because obviously that means they obviously think They've still got some way to go, and they don't need buying out. Um, yeah, and it kind of brings back to the, like I said, the thing about cycling, where I, I thought the the move to try and buy Wiggle, if if cycling isn't booming as it was, was a bit rogue, mm. mm-hmm. and brings me back to the thing I said about the reason I used to enjoy wandering around Halfords and still do, to be fair, is the range of products they do. Yeah, and because they've got, like I say, um, camping stuff, and I think a lot more people, particularly in the UK now, are, are looking at things like camping holidays rather than bigger broad holidays mm. uh, uh, and their their vehicle range is really good in terms of obviously accessories obviously not actual cars but accessories and things which as people i think are trying to prolong the life of their internal combustion engine cars mm. uh, at the moment, as we move towards that date where everyone's going to have to swap to a to an ev mm. um i think that's another really good area you could be you could be focusing your business into to to make a profit 
uh, or make better profits, should I say? Mm. Uh, and for me, I'm just kind of querying whether you know the look looking at buying Wiggle and investing more money into into cycling is the right place to be at the moment. Mm. You'd think that maybe their car maintenance business, their their outdoorsy type business business areas, would possibly be a better place to invest money. Mm. Uh, but you know they probably they, they they do know what they're doing. I would imagine. Um, I just I yeah, I just query that, like I said where the cycles is the right place to be putting all that effort at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, just, I found it uh, quite interesting this morning. What's your take on this one? Yeah, I mean I think that uh, <clears throat> it's um, you know the the I think that the cycling boom has has uh, I think it's ridden its course. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you. Um, I I, uh, I thought it was I got the feeling that it was kind of happening you know, towards the kind of 2020, you know, before lockdown, I got the feeling it was kind of going that way. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it, it did really well um, under lockdown because suddenly everyone wanted a bike um, yeah. or and or even better, they had old bikes that have been gathering dust and gone a bit rusty, perhaps, Um you know, uh, and and needed them, you know, brought up to scratch so they could actually ride them. So yeah. they did incredibly well from from that. Um, but like I say, I mean, I I kind of think that. I mean, I so I used to be a cyclist. I guess uh, I could vaguely call myself a cyclist, um, and and I found that it was noticeable. So where I live, it's not that far from Box Hill, and Box Hill was is the hill that you know kind of famously was on the um uh, olympic route now it's really n nothing special you know it's i don't know i mean there's a loop there's like an 8k loop it's not that it's not <laughs> it's not really that steep i mean it's steepish but nothing like you get in france or something but mm. you know steepish it's nice it's you know it's quite nice but it's a hill it's not a mountain yeah. um, and uh you know and i think that um uh you know people people who were going to do so i think you know people like cyclists people triathletes um you know they would buy bikes although i would argue that most of them won't go to ha wouldn't go to halfords you go more specialist wouldn't yeah you? you go more you go more specialist but um um but uh, but anyway the, the the you know halfords did that um and i think that you then got the you then got this um uh, and the other thing, actually, with cyclists and triathletes is, generally speaking, they get quite a lot of bikes. I mean, you know, it, it, for a non-cyclist, you think, why would you even do that? But but if you're really into it, you know, especially if you're into triathlon, you'll have probably what you would call a winter hack bike, which you don't care that much about and you will you know use in bad weather and you have all your mud guards and all that's in lights and everything all over it but it'll be weighed down you probably have a um a time trial bike which is super skinny you know and has uh, uh carbon fiber bottle cages and things like that and all sorts of um, aerodynamic qualities um you may have a time so you may have a um you know, a triathlon bike with tri bars on there and stuff. Um, and then you might just have a road bike. And then of course there's the, you might have a cyclocross bike if you like. So I mean, the list goes on. It really is. People spend a lot of money. And like, I, I think that um, actually if you're a bike 
seller, you kind of want to be exposed more to them because they will keep buying bikes. Whereas <clears throat> most people who are buying, I, I would argue that most people buying to commute, they're going to buy one bike and that will last them for their whole life. You yeah. know, I mean, until the thing falls apart. So, um, so anyway, I just thought that, that things like that, it seems to be at a, at a peak. Um, they then tried again with, with electric bikes um, and, you know, people think that was great. But the, fi- the, the fact of the matter is e-bikes are really expensive. I mean, I kind of think if you're getting, if you, if you want to go to work and you don't want to exercise, get the mm-hmm. bus or something, you know. Um, but if you want to exercise, why would you have a motor? I mean, maybe you work at the top of a hill or something um, or live at the top of a hill. But I kind of think that it's, I, you know, it's not, I think it's a bit of a niche market. I I think because because of the price, um, the the, pri- the price is a big obstacle. I think, isn't it, for mm. Because actually, you could say that for some people, if for whatever medical reason you're having to ease into doing more exercise, I can see yeah. why having some of the weight taken off of that might be a good thing. Yeah, but they are so expensive. They compared are to compared to just a regular bike. Yeah, they are really expensive. And actually, you know, I've seen adverts for these things where you can convert any bike to an e-bike but Mm. i've never tried them and i have to say i do doubt how powerful they are really it looks Uh, a bit gimmicky doesn't it (laughs) yeah so um so anyway so you know that's that's that i think that the growth area is i think in cars car maintenance because um you know we are going towards electrification um so they they've got two bikes of the cherry here they got the first of all they've got um the bite of the cherry where lots of people are hanging on to their existing cars for longer um because they want to wait longer before they get an electric vehicle the older your car is the more the maintenance it needs and the more potential um business that they will get so there's that then there's the next bite of the cherry which is um, uh, when everyone buys e, uh, EVs and they have been training um, their mechanics on, e, you know, how to make, how to fix electric vehicles. Um, that will be very specialist um, in the future. So I imagine that that is a good thing also for them to go into. But for now, I would have thought if you're a commuter and you potentially need a bike, you've probably already bought one. Um, if you're a sports cyclists you've probably got at least one um and i think everyone else is just you know getting on with well they what there's no i don't know there's no cycling boom i don't think to be had right now so that was a lot of those people over the last few years as well will have gotten through something like a cycle to work scheme and actually Mm. once you've done that once you probably don't need to do it again unless 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 you take it really seriously and you want your mountain bike your cyclocross Mm. bike your tri bike Mm. your Mm. There's, there's no need is there so yeah i think they've ridden that to the point where actually the you're probably not far off the maximum number of people that want a bike mm. having one and you're looking yeah. at like i said those specialists that will either be changing the tires to get more performance or mm. slimming things down to make them lighter and, and that mm. sort of thing but your everyday kind of i just own a bike and it sits in the garage and i use it 10 times a year or something mm. they've probably maxed out that that capacity yeah exactly so there we go yeah, exactly. I, I, so I, I found that interesting. Well, I think mainly because of my, my kind of like of Halfords as a brand and wandering around it. But uh, what was your favourite story in today's Watson Stadium? So, yeah, um, so I'm going to talk about the open AI drama. Um, now, this is quite amazing, right? So 
picture the scene. I was talking to Jake Shogger of Commercial Law Academy on Friday night because um, we were doing a, a webinar on Saturday. Um, or, you know, Saturday, sort of morning, late morning into into the afternoon. So just was going, you know, going over a few things. And basically, this news broke that Sam Altman let, is now out of OpenAI. And I, I said to Jake, I said, look, I'm sorry. I've got to just stop. I've got to do something about this. And I tried to get a link, you know, like a link to the FT with a story um, on out on Instagram. Couldn't do it for some reason. Um, so in the end, I ended up doing a, an Instagram live just to say, look, Sam Altman has left um, because I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, in my in my sort of 25 ish years of being interested in looking at this sort of stuff, I've never seen anything like it. This, was, this was a complete surprise. Um, you know, only recently he'd been doing various speeches at various places talking about the virtues of open AI and stuff. And he actually only knew that he was leaving about half an hour before before it was released to the public. So an absolute shocker. Um, his, uh, another co-founder, Greg Brockman, um, left very short, you know, within a few minutes as well. And it le- left um, the guy... I can't say Ily, I think his name's Ilya Sustava. I think that's his name. Um, the the science, the chief scientist. It just left him at OpenAI. Now, it seems subsequently that there has been um, there was a disagreement between OpenAI's board and Sam Altman. Now, this is putting it very, very ba- uh, roughly, but um, it seems that Ilya Sustava, who is the scientist who stayed on is much more kind of altruistic in his approach and concerned about the safety of AI. Whereas Sam um, Altman is much more forthright and wanting to move forward. Now it seems that maybe the, the board um, and, and Altman, you know, they, they were on diverging paths and they could not get past it. And that's why um, the board basically sacked um, Sam Altman. Now, subsequent to that, there was a lot of excitement over the weekend, particularly as Sam Altman um, released a photograph of himself with a guest pass, um, uh, you know, to OpenAI. And he, it, the caption was something along the lines of, this is the first and last time I'll be using one of these. So the implication was that he was going to come back but those negotiations broke down. And then this morning, Microsoft gave him a job and Brockman. Uh, and they, the idea is that they are going to do their own, um, lead their own team. Um, and they're going to do, you know, um, they're going to do their own um, AI research. Now, that was a very complicated story. I've never seen anything like it. Also, with regards to writing about it for Watson's Daily, it's literally I was changing it and changing it as I was writing because no, because more new stories came in. So it is pretty amazing. Um, and I guess my overall, I have a, I have a conspiracy theory for you that um, I wonder whether this is going to be a very a much cheaper way for Microsoft to buy OpenAI. But that said, because there's the idea being that 
Microsoft has got the big um, uh, investments in OpenAI. Microsoft has the has AI's best known people now, and presumably lots of people are going to migrate to um, Microsoft as a result of that. That in itself may lead to a cratering in the valuation of OpenAI. I mean, it's not publicly quoted, but when it's raised money, it's I think it's been a, a roughly I think eighty nine billion dollars or something like that. Hmm. That that value is going to come right down, and then, like I say, it's either going to be Microsoft coming along, taking it over, you know, making a cheeky bid, taking it over, reinstalling um, Altman and Brockman, um, and then carrying on. Um, I mean, that's that's certainly one thing, but also it could suddenly put OpenAI on the table for anyone else. So, um, you know, maybe Google could come along and buy it. Um, you know, that would be quite interesting. So this is a very, very dramatic move. And just to give you an idea of scale here, I mean, this would be the equivalent of Elon Musk leaving, saying, oh, I've been just been sacked from Tesla. So, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, right, here we go. Here's another breaking news story. <laughs> um, so, so OpenAI said the majority of staff are wanting to leave um, OpenAI now. Um, I mean, this this story is just incredible. It really is. <laughs> it is, uh, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a real sign. That, and I'm glad you used like, the, the Tesla and Elon Musk comparison because it's yeah. a real sign that with, with the, the two that Microsoft have just given jobs oh. to, it's a, such a sign that the people yeah. are probably more important than the yeah. brand name. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's just look at this, right? So, this is so the more than 500 staff have signed a letter demanding that the board resigns or they might join former chief at Microsoft. I mean, that is that's massive. But they might That's not have to massive. buy it at this rate. They might, yeah. they might not be an open AI to buy. They might yeah. have basically just got all the resources without having to buy yeah. it. So that's over 500 signatures, and they only have 770 employees. Well, so the other 270 are probably on a day off. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. <laughs> or, or they just spent the, the their weekend with their fingers in their ears going, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But, yeah, absolute shocker. Absolute shocker. But, I mean, highly entertaining um, at, the, at the same time. This this could well become a, a, Netflix, uh, a Netflix original in, in, like, six months' time or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is amazing. So, um, yeah, so, like I say, it could put them on, uh, you know, it could put them on the market. Microsoft could come in and, and just take it over. I mean, all sorts of things are possible. So, yeah. What it's do you amazing, think? Isn't it? I mean, uh, for me, this is just an incredible experience because it's it's definitely the first time for me, and I think you were saying earlier, the first time since you've been writing what's on daily, we've actually basically been able to report live news as we go here. We're like yeah, yeah. adapting as it goes. It's, yeah. it's very rare that one of these big stories changes dramatically yeah. uh, during the course of a day, or like you said, even while you were writing what's on daily this morning, mm. this news was yeah. continuing to break. Yeah, and, and I think that just kind of shows you how dramatic it is. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and like I said, it shows, I think, particularly with those like I said, 500 signatures, that mm. the people here are more important than the mm -hmm. brand. Like, like you said, if Elon Musk suddenly wasn't involved in Tesla, would Tesla be worth as much money? Yeah, I would argue no. I'd argue that that would drop in value very quickly. Because even if you, I mean, 
I can understand why your opinion of Elon Musk might not be particularly good. He does some pretty mm. crazy things, but Tesla wouldn't be Tesla without him. Mm. And OpenAI quite clearly to, well, two thirds of the staff already within 24 hours uh, isn't, it isn't OpenAI without mm. these two guys there. Yeah, And that is massive. And like I said, the the really interesting thing for me would be if OpenAI had managed to kind of stay balanced mm. and somebody else bought it, that would mm. be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But it kind of looks like me to me now that if all, all these people do want to leave and join mm. a new division of Microsoft focusing on exactly this, with Microsoft's resources, and like you said, Altman's kind of more progressive, I want to do something about this now attitude, mm. If you said the board were being a bit more reserved, which is why he clashed with them, mm. with, with his attitude and Microsoft's funds, they could push on a lot quicker. You'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Which might also be why those five hundred people want to leave because they want to be involved in something that's yeah. kind of revolutionary and going places quickly. Mm. And that could get really interesting as well. Yeah, uh, but it does look like unless something dramatically changes again, which it could do, mm. there, there might not be much of open AI left to, well, to battle say, out and fight over. Yeah, I mean, actually, it goes on. This this article goes on to say that actually that this 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 letter was also signed by Ilya Sutskova as well. So I think that is the end of the board. I mean, so that's you've got the three co-founders wanting Altman back. So. Yeah, or you never know, though, do you, with these things? It could have been that Sutskova was quite glad that they were gone, but now he thinks that the losing, he's now on the losing team. So he's then shifting back again to the original. Oh, oh, listen, I mean, you know, some people do say that commercial awareness is is, is boring. I mean, it is anything but boring when you've got stuff. I mean, who needs who needs TV dramas when you've got open AI? Right? <laughs> So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's incredible. It really yeah. is. Anyway, so I guess I mean I I don't know. There's there's only so much adrenaline that I can take um, in one podcast. So uh, I think I'm going to have to <laughs> leave it there. Um, but um, just to say um, thank you very much, Duncan, um, for a, a, a memorable uh, podcast. So, so, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only gutted. I'm only, I'm only doing this one day this week. This get really <laughs> exciting. I'm going to miss out on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how how it does. You know. Um, but um, uh, yes, and uh, also just to say to people that um, the problems with the app, the Watson's Daily app, are getting solved. So I think at the moment you can get stuff on the app, but it doesn't. I was, was going to say it was almost fully restored on my yeah. Android app earlier. Yeah, it looks, but it looks a little bit. It doesn't look like it did. So um, I believe that they're going to be working on the styling um today so it should be okay uh very, you know 100 back to normal uh tomorrow so sorry about any kind of inconvenience but i mean it's one of those tech things and i've i mean to, and to be fair it's uh, this is the first time it's happened in I've forgotten how many years and um, we've had the the um uh the app now but uh you know it's the first time for a long long time anyway mm. so anyway thank you very much indeed have a great day uh wherever you're up to um sam if you're listening <laughs> no you won't be listening to this um anyway i you know this will be very interesting and we'll see how uh, events continue to unfold so many thanks Thanks, a lot, uh, bye